T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 931, Tommy Tucker, WWL, welcoming in the majority leader of the U.S. House of Representatives, Steve Scalise. How you doing, Steve? Hey, good, Tommy. How are you doing? Good morning. Good to be with you. I got to ask you, when you were going to Rummel, and we all went to high school, right, and had civics, did you ever, in your wildest imagination, think that you would be the majority leader in the House of Representatives? Honestly. <laughs> it's not something you think about when you're in uh, Mr. Fenner's civics class. That's what Rummel I'm saying. School, but, uh, you know, it's, it's look, luckily I had good preparation. And, and at LSU, I took, uh, I ended up taking a course from James Carville, when I was uh, I was a computer science major, but a political science minor. So who would have thought that? And, and Wayne Parent was my first political science course. He's now running the political science department at LSU. So, you know, it, it all uh, it all comes full circle. But it's why you just prepare. You don't know what's ahead of you, but uh, be ready for it. You're sitting there in your desk reading about the House Majority Leader, and then years later, hey, that's me. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, tell me about H.R. 1, the Lower Energy Costs Act. Yeah, this is an important bill that uh, I'll be filing tomorrow, uh, the Lower Energy Costs Act. It's going to be known as H.R. 1, which is, it, you know, we can number bills, especially the first 10 bills are the top priorities of the majority. And, you know, you go back to last year when we were running to try to get the majority, we said we wanted to confront problems that the country was facing, and inflation was at the top of the list. And, frankly, one of the biggest drivers of inflation are high energy costs, and, and it shouldn't be the, that, that way. A lot of it's because of the bad policies coming out of Washington. And so we're addressing that. We're streamlining the permitting process. We're actually going to make it easier to build energy infrastructure like pipelines by creating a one-stop shop so you can go to one place. Right now you have maybe five different federal agencies that are blocking and standing in the way of building some of this infrastructure. Uh, We mandate lease sales. We improve revenue sharing. And, Tommy, this is really important for Louisiana because – Revenue sharing is what provides the money for coastal restoration projects for Louisiana. So a lot of that money that comes in from drilling off the Gulf Coast is to ignore the loss of land that we've been having for decades. This actually ups that. Instead of 37.5% of revenue sharing, we go up to 50%. And we also include wind energy. There's new interest in building wind farms in the Gulf of Mexico. And I'm for all of the above, whether it's oil, natural gas, nuclear, wind, solar. We should be doing all of it. Let the private sector go make investments, but let Louisiana and other states benefit if they choose to be a part of producing energy for the country. And that's more money for coastal restoration for us. You're talking about serious money with that royalty increase, are you not? Absolutely. We're talking tens of millions a year, if not more. And that is real money. To rebuild land, when you think about Grand Isle and Port Fouchon, which were hit by Ida, you look at a lot of the Chandelier Islands, a lot of the land we've lost over decades. There are projects to rebuild it. They're expensive. It takes dredging. You're seeing uh, some other projects trying to reuse some of that sediment that's dumped into the Gulf of the Mississippi River. As, as all the sediment used to go before we had levees, it used to rebuild that land. And yet, you know, when we levied years ago, the sediment just goes out into the continental shelf in the Gulf of Mexico, and you don't get that. 
single use. And so we're trying to do that, but it takes money. And we use the money from drilling off offshore. Now we'll use it also for any kind of wind, uh, wind power that's generated offshore. Do you understand what the administration's policy is on, on oil and gas other than um, trying to do away with it? Because it seems a, a very passive-aggressive approach of don't like it, need it, don't like it, need it, got to do this, don't like it, need it, got to do this. Is that just me yeah, or is that the feel bizarre. you're getting? No, it's exactly what it is. Look, President Biden made it clear from day one when he became president, he, he waged a war on American energy. He said as a candidate he wanted to bankrupt the drilling and wanted to stop drilling in America, and he's done that. And so they don't issue permits. They don't issue lease sales. It's almost impossible to get a permit to develop an existing lease that you have. And so what that does is it moves a lot of investment to foreign countries. You're seeing dramatic interest in foreign countries that you don't see in America. But President Biden himself, as he was shutting down America, killing pipelines like the Keystone Pipeline, he greenlighted Russia's pipeline. He went to Russia and begged Putin to produce more oil. Putin said no. He went to Saudi Arabia and begged them to produce more oil. OPEC doesn't want the lower cost of energy because they're a monopoly. And so they said no. Why should we be begging foreign countries, Venezuela, Iran, any of those countries, to produce energy when we can make it cleaner and better here in America? It create goods, creates good jobs, and it lowers the cost of energy for everybody in the country. And for Louisiana, it allows us more money to restore our coast. It's a no-brainer. It's common sense. But right now, those policies have been under attack by this Biden administration. We reversed that with the Lower Energy Costs Act. How important is the election in 2024 for Louisiana? Well, it's going to be critical, and it's the direction of the country. If you want more spending in Washington, inflation, higher energy costs, that's what President Biden has delivered. That's what he's going to continue doing. His budget he released last week shows you he wants to raise taxes, not even by billions, but by trillions of dollars more. If you think we should be paying trillions more in taxes, then Biden's your guy. That's not the approach that I think is good for the economy. I think, frankly, if you look at the economy, it's struggling. Look at the, You've got multiple banks collapsing right now because this economy is struggling so bad. We don't need to be in this position. We can be doing a lot better. And I think the election next year is going to help decide that. I know your time's limited, but I want to get this question in. You know the problem we're having here statewide with homeowners insurance, the, the flood program, I, last I understood, you guys were having a hard time finding out what the hell um, the, the, um, the bureaucracy was doing with it. Ha, has there been any movement on that, Steve, or not? Because that just seems like yeah. another shoe that's going to drop and it's not good. Yeah, Tommy, insurance has been a big problem in South Louisiana, especially in the last few years. The legislature and the state did some things that I think will help address homeowners insurance. But the national program has its own problems. And risk rating 2.0, which I know you're well aware of and have covered, and it's causing major problems throughout the country. South Louisiana is experiencing FEMA for years. Explain what this program is doing, because the guys that build levees down in South Louisiana have told me it makes no sense that they're not even factoring in a lot of the levees that are built all across the country. And FEMA sort of acknowledged it, but they won't give you the details. I said it's not ready for prime time, so I've called for a hearing in Congress on risk rating 2.0 and the way the National Flood Insurance Program is being run. And I think in the next few months you're going to see a major hearing in Congress about this program, and hopefully we get major reforms to fix this crisis. That is a bureaucracy out of control, is it not? It is. 
It's out of control, and they won't even answer. Transparency at a minimum is what we should expect from our government. If they're doing something, at least tell us why you're doing it. And if you're doing it the wrong way, we can look and go, okay, you didn't factor these things in. And with risk rating 2.0, when FEMA rolled it out, we told them it's not ready for prime time. It seems from all the people who build levees and flood protection in South Louisiana, they said they didn't even map about 40% of the nation's levees are not even mapped into this plan. Well, how can you roll it out and raise people's insurance by double digits in many cases if the plan doesn't even make sense and doesn't even include all the levees in the country? So I don't think that's asking too much. The fact that they won't answer those questions tells you that, uh, that there's something wrong going on over at FEMA, and we're going to keep making noise until we get the right answers and get them to fix it. I know you're busy. Any final thoughts? Look, I mean, we've got to keep vigilant. You know, crime's out of control, too. We, we dealt with it in D.C. We had a bill dealing with crime in D.C. that just passed and is going to, going to go to the president's desk. I know in cities like New Orleans, you're seeing it in New York, Chicago, uh, and in other cities, Philadelphia, where people are finally forcing their leaders to take their city back and, and to get crime under control. I hope it happens in New Orleans because, you know, we need to get this under control. Appreciate your time, Steve. Don't be a Always stranger. All right. Don't Take be a stranger. Care. We'd love to have you. Thank you. Welcome, welcome Derek Carr, too, by the way. All right, there you go. There you go. That's right. Who dat? 940, 20 till 10. A quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to Steve Geller, WWL Sports Director, about the aforementioned Derek Carr. Traffic now, WWL. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 